Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, hanging out on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Talking World Cup, getting ready for Saturday. The biggest game the U.S. has played in a long time, round of 16 against the Netherlands. Jason Longshore and Jessica Charman here. We're going to give you a little bit of a scouting report into the Netherlands. Let's start with the kind of the the vibe around this team. And it's not good, Jess, when you have the manager telling journalists to go home after getting out of the group stage. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And I think that a lot of the fans, the Dutch fans, are worried about this team. They're not enjoying the style of soccer. The manager has been quite highly criticized by fans in the country about maybe being too rigid, maybe being too structured, and maybe being a little outdated. There's always been a very specific style of play that the Netherlands have wanted to do. But at the end of the day, we see it with teams, right? You have to adjust. You have to change to the times as the game develops. And I know that a lot of Dutch fans have been quite outspoken about being very concerned about their side going forward just because of the nature of the way they play and not really setting the world on fire during the group stage despite topping the group. Yeah, it's... It's a little complicated when we talk about the Netherlands and we're going to go like total nerd here because I think the backstory is important in understanding how they're coming into this game. Uh, You think the English media is a little crazy at times. We think like SEC football coverage is a little crazy at times. No, 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 no. None of it matches up to the Dutch because it's not like Mexico where they're just angry all the time at their manager if they don't beat everybody. It's not like England where maybe the tabloids drive a lot of it. That's mm. happening more with SEC football these days. It's not like that. They get so angry about style. They get mm-hmm. so angry about the aesthetic of it. They, they get angry about these things to the point that descriptions of their last game and their games in this tournament uh, one said they were sleepwalking, uh, the telegraph, um, Volksgrant complained that it was bone dry. That's okay. Um, another one told Louis van Hall, the manager to his face that watching them is like grinding teeth. And 
that's when Louis said, uh, if you think it's boring, why don't you go home? So, yeah, that's the vibe coming into this game. Um, Louis Van Hall is a very interesting figure. Um, mm. One, he probably doesn't care what the journalists have to say at this point. He's battling cancer. So uh, he's got some more important things that he's yeah. probably worrying about. And I don't think he ever really cared about what the journalists had to say anyway, because he's always been a combative guy. He's the opposite of Johan Cruyff and Johan Cruyff's style. And he was a legendary player for the Netherlands, mm-hmm. one of the greatest to ever play the game. One of the greatest coaches to ever play the game, but his his coaching was very gut feeling, very instinctual. He didn't really have it rigid. Louis van Hall was not the player that Johan Cruyff was. He was a workmanlike kind of player, um, never got to that point. And his interpretation of the Dutch style, because they were both influenced by the same people, the same ideas, mm-hmm. his interpretation took the artistic side out of it because he never had that as a player. So he tried to put form to it. He tried to put structure to it. He tried to make it where anybody could replicate it. That's not easy to do. And that's not as artistic as what the Dutch love with the attacking free flowing and all that. So you've always had that issue. You know, we we saw it here with Frank DeBoer. Frank DeBoer is one of the, the Dutch coaches who was actually heavily influenced by both. So that's a, a really interesting dichotomy because Cruyff and Van Hall didn't get along <laughs> at all. Um, really bad. So what Louis did more than anything with the Dutch style, we know the Dutch style is 4-3-3. The, the 4-3-3 system really came out of the Netherlands and, and they exported it everywhere. So what Louis did kind of flipped it to a 3-4-3, which Cruyff would do as well sometimes against certain opponents and you know depending on the players that he had. But Van Hall feels better about three center backs he feels better about the structure of that and he's went to more of a three five two although it's interesting how this tournament has gone Jess because they started with a traditional two forwards in their three five two in game one uh that changed really quickly Vincent Janssen out of the group uh Steven Bergwijn stayed in Cody Gakpo went from being a 10 to a forward so it, it kind of changed the way the, the team was aligned. Gakpo is not a traditional number nine. Uh, he played with Memphis Depay in the last game. Uh, Memphis Depay has been injured the season for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look good in this tournament right now at all. They've got a couple of, of big number nines if they want to go down that route, if they need to. Uh, Veghorst and uh, Luke de Jong, big guys. They can play the long ball. They can play the crosses. They can go that way if they have to. But it's a three-five-two kind of with Gakpo in a very free role. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty-seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's not the easiest thing to play against if you're the U.S. No, it's unpredictable. It's also difficult when you're talking about 
the Netherlands switching up personnel, you don't really know exactly how they're going to set up, what option they're going to go with. And that makes it harder to prepare because it's very easy when you are playing against a side that's been unchanged in five, six games, or it's very predictable and you can circle out, you can watch, you can decide who the players are you need to watch and adjust your style a little bit and tinker around to suit the game. You don't really know what the Dutch are going to bring to you. I think that they've been hit or miss. Yes, they've got results out, but have they got results out by playing brilliant soccer and looking threatening all the time? I wouldn't say so. No, I don't think they have. Um, they looked good at the end of the Senegal game. They could have lost that game earlier. Uh, they ended up getting two kind of late goals. Ecuador game was a toss-up, ends 1-1, and they beat Qatar. Qatar was already eliminated. Qatar wasn't very good in this tournament. You know, I don't really know what to make of the Dutch right now. Uh, here's what we know, and here's what's been somewhat consistent. Again, the 3-5-2 that's maybe a little more fluid with Gakpo as a forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andres Nopert the goalkeeper, had not played for the Netherlands before this tournament. Um, late bloomer. He'd been in the second division up to fairly recently. He'd even been out of contract not that long ago. He's six foot eight, a mm-hmm. monster in goal. Uh, but he's gotten down quickly. Um, one thing that he does not give them at that Van Hall and everybody who follows the Dutch want is he's not great with the ball at his feet. He's six foot eight. Um, it's not typical for the, the big guys like that to have the foot skills. So that's an issue for them. He is going to punt. He's going to throw. He's not going to be involved in the buildup. That's why the three center backs are really important. But that opens up a window for the U.S. to press and try to force mm-hmm. the ball back to him. Yeah, 100%. And that would be my game plan right away. And if the ball's forced back to him, then you have to press high on the keeper. A lot of the times when you're playing against a goalkeeper that you know, is good with the ball at his feet, you drop off that press, right? You start to cut out his options instead. For me, you don't with this goalkeeper. You actually go directly across him and make him have to make a difficult decision with the ball at his feet. Goalkeepers that are nervous with the ball at their feet will show it. They will be shaky and there will be one opportunity where he messes up without a doubt. The other good thing with the US and their high press is Defenders know when goalkeepers don't want the ball back at their feet as well. Defenders know that outlet is not there bar in an emergency situation. That's going to make defenders struggle when they lose that one extra outlet pass. They're going to have to look to play around to each other. I think the energy and the excitement and the determination and the miles that this U.S. men's national team is willing to put in their legs during a game could really freak out this Dutch defense and goalkeeper. The Defense, I'm not as worried about, honestly. I think now that they settled on dropping Delict and who was horrible in the first <laughs> game, just absolutely horrible. I uh, replaced him with Jerry and Timber, who I thought should have started anyway. Timber's good on the ball. He can dribble forward. Nathan Ake, good on the ball. He can dribble forward and break lines. Virgil van Dyke has <laughs> had a good tournament. He, he was kind of in a little bit of a bad run of form with Liverpool. I, I don't think that's unfair. Um, but he's one of the best center backs in the world. And yeah. he's good on the ball. So, like, they'll be fine. We'll come back to the wingbacks in a second. Um, it's been a rotating cast in the central midfield around Frankie de Jong. Davy Klassen has, has really stepped up to be the 10 with Gakpo moving up to the top line. Klassen is somebody who can sit deeper if they're under pressure, but he can play a 10 role as well. He's not all that dynamic, but he's a very good passer. Um, Gakpo will be up top. I don't know if it's going to be Bergwijn or Depay. Uh, I think they'd love for it to be Depay. 
He's not right. ready. No. I don't think. I don't think. I think that they're clinging on to the Depay that can be so good, but yeah. he's not that Depay right now. And when you put him on the pitch, I think you're sacrificing a lot at the hope he's going to be able to play the way that he can. Here's what worries me, though. Uh, their wingbacks are very good, and they're very different on the two sides. Uh, Denzel Dumfries on the right side, he's going to bomb up and down the line. He's going to try to get in behind Anthony Robinson. You want to pin him, so he's got to stay and defend rather than impact the game in the attacking half. Daily Blend on the left, veteran, you can pin him. He'll sit back deeper. He's fine with that. But his left foot is magical. It's still magical. Um, go back to the, the 2014 domination of the Netherlands over Spain in the first group stage game. And you'll probably remember the goal from Robin Van Persie, the header that he he dives at the top of the 18 mm. and somehow like heads a looping header over the goal. Flying fish. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dutch commentators are yelling like, pop in the face. It's crazy. That's an incredible ball from Daily Blend. Incredible. He's still got that. That worries me about him hitting that ball and getting in behind with Gakpo's pace, with Steven Bergwijn's pace, or if they go with one of the big number nines up top who can, can really cause the U.S. some problems. We'll talk more this week about what the U.S. should do in response to, to what they do know about the Netherlands, what we've seen from the U.S. We'll get into that as we go this week, but that's... There's some interesting issues that you're going to have to deal with when you face the clockwork orange. All right, count your juice boxes. We're going to take a look at the Thursday games in just three minutes coming up on Atlanta Soccer tonight. Hang out with us on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. Final segment, Atlanta Soccer Tonight on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Jess, we got to look ahead to four games tomorrow. Group F and Group E are concluding. Group F goes first at 10 a.m. It's Croatia and Belgium, Canada and Morocco. Croatia and Morocco both come in on four points. Belgium's on three. Canada is already out. Belgium has been the worst team of the big dogs in this tournament, in my opinion. Do you think they can dial it up to face Croatia? I'm not expecting it at all. It's the biggest disappointment we can think about in terms of the quality they have on the pitch, right? And the way that they've ended up performing. We alluded to it. I think I sort of predicted that they may struggle at least once they were out of the group to continue because of the age, mm -hmm. because of the seniority, yep. because of the fact this golden generation isn't golden anymore. They're in the twilight years rather than the best years of their life. There's part of me that thinks that maybe they'll give it a really good go 
I, I don't know if they've got enough, but I think the biggest man is Kevin De Bruyne. Mm -hmm. He needs to step up. He hasn't been good enough this tournament in terms of being the Kevin De Bruyne that we've seen at the club level who can connect, who can bring others into the action, who can strike a ball and score a worldy goal. And he just hasn't looked very good. I wonder if part of his quote to the media talking about this team is too old, we can't win a World Cup, is almost becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy for him where he's now not performing because he thinks that he's not going to be able to. And if he can perform like he does at the club level, he can be very damaging. Not getting a lot of help, though. And mm -hmm. he didn't play well individually in their last one against Morocco, but he's not getting much help either. Uh, Belgium, if they win, they're definitely into the next round. If Morocco draws or loses and Belgium wins, they win the group. It's crazy how it got, could turn, but it could. And they have the talent to make it turn. I don't think they can make it turn against this Croatian midfield. I, I think that that trio, Brozovic, uh, Modric, Brozovic has been so good in this tournament. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't see Belgium getting it done. So I, I think Croatia gets a win. I think Belgium goes home and I think Morocco goes through no matter what they do with Canada. I, I expect them to at least get a result. Canada's never gotten a World Cup point before. Do you think they get anything here? I would love them to. I, I would love them to because of the performance they had in the opener. I feel like that was such a tough one, a tough pill to swallow with the way that they played, with the style that they had, with the dominance in terms of the shot stats. And it would be amazing for CONCACAF as well if they were able to pick up a point. It would sort of be something to make you smile, right? Because it's been a really tough tournament. I think the head coach, they need to find a way to get a point because he has been the Achilles heel of this team in a lot of ways. I truly believe the statements he made, the way he conducted himself, the lack of sportsmanship he showed has caused a lot of problems for this Canada side. And I think that he needs to step up right now and find a way to motivate his players in a different way because clearly the slander of the opposition didn't work. And I would like Canada because of the individuals that they have on this team, the likes of Alfonso Davies, who has worked hard, has broken history by scoring their first ever World Cup goal. It would be nice for them to go in with their heads held high, but Morocco's blooming good, aren't they, at times? Yeah, this Moroccan team is really good. They're they're a matchup that I would not want in the round of 16 at all. They, they've got players who can win games for them in this tournament. Uh, they're favored plus 105 against Canada. Canada's yeah. plus 280, according to our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Draw plus 230. The Croatia-Belgium game is completely even. First time I've seen that in this tournament. Uh, both teams are plus 165 to win. The draw is plus 230. Uh, I love that Croatia win number. I, I love that number because I Again, I have to say, I feel like I say it every time when I hear these odds. They cannot have been watching the way that Belgium's been playing versus the way that Croatia has dominated in the midfield. Yeah. Now, the one thing to keep in mind with these kind of numbers is they're trying to generate action. So, mm. you know, they if they're the number is set to get people to to jump on it. Uh, mm. The U.S. game, by the way, the number changed like we did the show the night before and the U.S. was plus 100. Before that game kicked off, the line had moved all the way to minus 105. That's a huge move in like 12 hours. 
Uh, group E, that's the other group playing tomorrow. Games at 2 o'clock. Spain is leading the group with four points. Japan is next on three points. They play one another. Costa Rica is next on three points. Germany is on one point. They play one another. Costa Rica is in a position to where they could lose the first game of the tournament, giving up seven goals, and they could get to the next round. That could be a record, right? Has to be a record. No team's conceded seven and got out the group, surely, Jason. I I can't imagine that it has (laughs) happened. Uh, I do not have that number in front of me. Um, And it's, it's possible because, look, Germany has not been dominant in this tournament uh germany will control possession i think these games are going to look like the first games that these teams played where spain will have a lot of the ball japan will try to hit on the counter japan should just start with the three center backs instead of doing it at halftime get those wing backs high up the field stretch the field against spain they're going to have to hit on the break and be dangerous germany's going to dominate the possession against costa rica they're going to try to find a way to break out um through binet through uh Contreras they're gonna have to find ways to get out and not just be bunkered in Germany's got to show they can break that down but if Spain wins and Germany wins and they're the favorites they will go through if Spain wins and Costa Rica wins Costa Rica will go through if Costa Rica draws and Spain wins Costa Rica will find their way into the next round now the numbers in this group are very wild. Spain is a minus 260 to win. Japan to win is plus 750. And the draw is plus 360. Now, here's here's the Germany-Costa Rica game. Hmm. Germany is a massive favorite. Minus 1050. The draw is plus 900. And if I had a squirrely juice box somewhere, still it aside. I can see that happening. Costa Rica, if you're feeling really crazy, Costa Rica is a plus 2,000 in this game to beat Germany. It's the wildest numbers. The wildest odds. And I don't know. I think Costa Rica, if they can execute their game plan, can be dangerous. You saw them execute it in their last game. Yes, the 7-0, but I think that was an anomaly. I truly believe when I look back at that game against Spain, It was guys that hadn't played in a while getting ready to play. That's how it felt. It felt like they weren't fresh. It felt like they weren't cohesive. It felt like they weren't battle-tested together. Obviously, Spain's quality also shined through. Let's not write that off. Spain were miraculous. It was a wonderful start to the tournament for Spain. But we've seen Costa Rica improve tenfold in the way that they've played. And you mentioned, you talked about, right, teams that have defensive players that can win games. Costa Rica has And I think they can really frustrate the opposition by being defensively strong in this match. Telling you that draw at plus 900, that I I could absolutely see this game playing out in a draw with Kaylor Nava standing on his head, turning back the clock one more time and frustrating Germany and Costa Rica somehow finding a way through. I do think Spain will beat Japan. I I think Spain will make the possession count and be able to beat Japan. And Japan's been a fun team to watch. I just don't think they can get it done against Spain. Now, one of the best stories is what we're going to end on in this tournament. And I'm glad they didn't announce it beforehand because I think it would have created a circus. I'm glad they announced it after the tournament had started. Stephanie for a part, famous referee in Europe. She will make world cup history tomorrow as part of an all female officiating crew for that Germany, Costa Rica game. 
Um, Hansi Flick was asked about this in a very disrespectful manner by the journalist in question um, about what he what he said about that, what he thought about that. She, uh, Hansi Flick said, I have 100% trust in the referee. She deserves it because of her performances. I hope she's looking forward to the game as much as we are. We all hope we'll see a good performance tomorrow. Yeah. It's typical, though, isn't it, with the media? They want to try and catch a soundbite that makes it seem like he's not respecting the female referee or he wants a controversial moment. I think that we've seen it normalized now in MLS. We've seen several women uh, run the line, do jobs like that. We've seen referees in lower levels of the game here, and you've seen Stephanie become very well regarded in Europe in the Champions League at different levels. And it's about time, honestly, and it doesn't need to be as big of a talking point after today. It's fantastic. We're breaking through this barrier. It's fantastic that this will be the first. But after that, it's time to normalize it. Just how we're normalizing female voices in the game. Just how we have female play-by-play, female color during the tournament. It's time to normalize it and give the gig to the best person, whether they're male or female. And it's an exciting step for the women's game. But soon it's not going to be a talking point, which excites me even more and i think as as the coach said she deserves it she's been quality she's uh, commands respect from the players yep. but she commands that respect not because she's a female but because she is offering the quality on the field and knows how to handle herself perfectly she's one of the best referees in the world and she's going to referee at the world cup as she should uh it won't be a story in the match in my opinion i don't think we're going to see any issues with that at all and i think you're right we will stop talking about these first as they continue to happen they'll just become normal we're back live tomorrow night after bill's patriots roughly around midnight so it's a late one for atlanta soccer tonight tomorrow make sure you subscribe to the off the woodwork podcast on the odyssey app or your favorite podcatcher you can always listen to the show on demand hear all of our bonus interviews got some special ones coming tomorrow for you so be on the lookout thanks for spending some of your wednesday night with us adios everybody This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.